Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're back with another Duncan Duo real estate show. I'm Robert Johnson, president of the Duncan Duo, here with Josh Goodwin from Goodwin Mortgage Group. Lots of things happening in the real estate market. Not not all amazing things, uh, but a lot of stuff is happening in the real estate market. The positive this week is that prices, if you're if you're looking for positives, prices have actually stayed pretty steady over the past year. They are uh, forecast to now go up. Um, I think the uh, National Association of Realtors and a whole bunch of different groups have have um, sent out some information saying now that they, uh, you know, uh, a majority of the country they think is now going to increase in real estate market uh, prices. They think that the bottom has kind of happened for the majority of the country. However, like we always talk about, it is very locally based. I know that in the Tampa market, it says our prices year over year are down about 1%, which is not much. Um, but nationally, they are forecast now to go up possibly by 4% by next year, which when you're already talking about pretty high real estate prices, that is a, a pretty good jump. I would be a little surprised at that. Uh, much of an increase just because of where prices currently are and where rates currently are. Um, rates are pretty crazy right now. And I know Josh has definitely more rate information, his opinions on that. So good morning, Josh. Good morning. Yes. Um, I did read that as well, that property prices, they're predicting those to go up. I mean, I think we kind of all gathered that even through this market, especially locally here in Florida, right? Where, you know, Florida real estate, with everything going on, it's we're still seeing multiple offers on the right properties, right? So, as far as interest rates go, yeah, they, I was just talking to a client, and you know, I did their loan in 2021, and they had a 2.875 percent. So they do not want to sell it. They're like, we're renting it; it's great, and uh, you know. And surely I'm going to call. Surely I'm going to call you, and you'll be able to get that same rate, right? I mean, yeah. no problem. <laughs> okay, we're looking to buy another property. Can you get us that same rate? Um, I wish it was that easy. So as of you know now, some information has come about. So we're supposed to have another potential. There's about a 60% chance of another rate hike this week from the Fed. Um, but now people are saying that it might be, and when I say people, I mean analysts, that things might be changing a little bit, that they're going to maybe skip this rate hike. But the overall consensus of higher rates through the rest of the year uh, is, is a is a is a pretty common understanding for most people right now. I know what kind of happened was they were all on board the rate hike train. You know, they were chugging along and then we had a lot of the bank failures and it freaked everything out. They kind of dialed that back some. They only rose it a quarter of a point. I think originally they had planned to raise it half a point, could be wrong. Um, but they ended up raising it less than they thought. And then some analysts were saying, oh, that's going to be it. Like that was their final push. And then over the course of the last couple months, people have started to say, oh, you know, maybe not. Maybe they're going to, maybe they're going to raise again. And then the jobs report came out. Correct. And then the jobs report was much stronger. And this keeps happening. I mean, but I feel like this is a situation where I don't know who, who thinks about this, but it seems like we're, um, we know as, as being consumers that everywhere we go, everything's understaffed. <laughs> Everybody's still hiring. Everybody still uh, yes. is desperate for people to, you know, join uh, and, and get employed. And then the jobs report comes out and they're like, I'm shocked that jobs haven't went down. You know, I, I don't know. I 
and that's where I suffer with it too, right? And and let's just let's just put this out there. I'm probably getting trouble for this, but I mean, when you give a hundred billion dollars away to another country, it's definitely going to hurt inflation here in our own country when we print that, right? <laughs> Fr- fractionalized banking, right? Banks don't even have the money in the bank. There's just a whole slew of issues that are leading to it, right? But I, with the interest rates and the and the market that we're in. They're going to stay high. I think they're going to stay high until next year come election year. And, you know, I've spoken to a lot of people, you know, a lot more intelligent than me, people in different industries, all to do with finance. And they predict the Fed funds rate starting to drop next year, coming towards that election time. Um, I mean, which I think we could all agree is, you know, they're going to want to towards look elect- the American towards people. election time I, I can't believe that what are you talking yeah, about yeah <laughs> I, I, I would you ever think that that would happen um like it's planned yeah. but it, it it is what it is i mean when it comes to rates and i know it's such a, a bold statement to say it is what it is but we have to focus on the facts and rates are higher but it is still a great time to buy prices are going to continue to increase and when they do drop those rates like if the Fed fund rate, let's just say it drops, because what is it now? Five and a quarter, if I'm if I'm correct. Let's say it drops to four and a half. That is going to be a huge, huge downswing in interest rates. And it's just going to increase that demand even more than it is. And we have little to no inventory as is. So if you can buy, and this is what I tell all my clients right now, if you can afford the payment monthly, if it doesn't put you in financial duress, if it doesn't make you, you know, the term house poor. And you can live with it, do it because you will have your chance to refinance. Because if you wait, when rates go back down, it's going to be what were, we, what, what were you seeing? I mean, I was seeing 20, 30 offers, 40 offers on a property. People <laughs> crying, I had clients calling with like just I could hear the tears in their eyes. Um, it, it's those, it's were, those were loud tears. Yeah, those were loud tears. Yeah, I mean, they that, were. You know, truthfully, I mean, that is what it was like. We were getting um, 20 to 30 offers on some properties. And believe it or not, and I know you kind of mentioned this earlier, um, what's keeping prices so high is the lack of inventory. And when we put out a property, even right now, even with the rates where they are, even you know whatever people think, oh, I'm going to wait, whatever. If we put out a property that's priced correctly, not even, not even low price, if it's just priced correctly where it's supposed to be and the property's in good condition, we still get multiple offer. Now, are we getting 30 offers? No, but we're getting five or six. I mean, that's still in real world, five or six offers is a ton of offers for a property when you just make it live. No, it's not where it was in 2021 where we were getting 20, 30, 40 offers, but that wasn't realistic. Um, Really like la la land, right? Yeah, and really, you know, even five or six offers on a property right when it goes live is maybe even not realistic world, you know, two, two offers. Oh, that's okay. Well, in normal times, you know, two offers. Oh yeah. We got two offers on this property. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. So right now, if a property is priced correctly, it's in good condition. It's going to get multiple offers. The sellers are still in the driving seat. If it's priced, you know, high, it does kind of sit there. So what we see is really, it's like the tale of two markets. It's like, the, the correct properties, the ones that are marketed well, priced well and everything, they go really, really quick. And other ones just kind of sit there until they are priced correctly. And, um, and until they look better, you know, it's a price war and a beauty contest. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's really what we see in the market right now. And, and another weird thing is we go through 
two to three weeks of just crazy busy, you know, busy, 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 busy. Uh, you know, everybody's calling, everybody's wanting to list. And then we'll just go through a week of just completely done. Like and this week. Yeah, this week has been <laughs> completely dead. I'm like, it's it's uh, it's June. Does uh, anybody want to list their home? You know, and we've taken a couple this week, but when we look back on normal Junes, I mean, June's usually a pretty busy month um, mm-hmm. as far as listings. And um, and I know you see it as far as working with buyers. I mean, you're you're right. getting buyers to call you and they want to get pre-qualified. And it seems like our buyer team is pretty quiet. There's stuff that's going on, but not like normal June. That's the consensus everywhere. I mean, we've looked at it in our pipeline, our amount of applications down, but I read an article yesterday and it said, fourth straight week in a row of loan applications down nationwide. Yes, now, I did see that. Pe- people are just getting out of school, right? So people are going on vacation. Typically that happens towards August time. Um, but there's a lot of variables, you know, this go yeah. around. And I saw that, that um, article too. And really it had mortgage um, applications down to like their lowest in a while. I mean, it was like the lowest, uh, it was even a little lower than I think some of 2020 when it was really, really low nationally. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it had, it had dipped a little lower than that. So I was surprised on that, but also I keep going back to if we had more inventory on the market, we would have more buyers. It's like this, we're stuck in this cycle where we have no inventory. So then nobody can buy anything. So they're not applying for mortgages. So then sellers aren't selling because they can't find anything they want to buy. And trust me, if if there was stuff out there that they wanted to trade in their interest rate for, if there was a good property out there, they would do it. They would do it because they they know they can refinance. Yeah. The problem is there's just nothing out there. And just to add to that, just like the client I spoke to earlier, Dustin, I I laughed so hard when I pulled up his rate. The 2.875. Oh, the good old days of the good old days. Just, uh, (laughs) just rainbows and butterflies. But that time it it created, and Andrew and I have talked about this on the show before, it created accidental landlords. So over the last, I would say three years, I personally have done 1500 transactions. I've helped 1500 people buy homes. That's 1500 people. So out of that, Let's just say a thousand of those people have two point two point two to three percent to three and a half percent interest rates. That's a thousand homes with just me that people are not relisting, and they're not put into. And think of how many people like me there are. There's tens of thousands of homes that they're sitting at a two and a half percent interest rate just here in Tampa alone. And you're like, yeah, I'm staying put. And I've heard it from people. They're like, hey, I want to move, but. You know, I can't justify 7% when it's not my dream home. Yep, exactly. Well, there are some strategies out there for those of you that are first-time homebuyers looking for properties. I know that first-time homebuyers are really the ones that are feeling the, the pinch right now. You know, they didn't get into anything or maybe they're just now wanting to get into something. And there are certain strategies out there we can discuss with you. Um, I know Josh would love to help you out on that, get you while not a two point whatever, he will get you the best rate possible. He's got all these different programs out there. He's very knowledgeable. That's why we work with him. He's awesome. Josh, how do they contact you? Uh, so they can reach out to me. In fact, I'm going to put this out there, which I don't do too often, but you can reach out to me personally at 813-230-5982. 
And if you want to go to our website, that's Goodwin, M as in Mary, G as in golf.com. So GoodwinMG.com. And you can apply for a mortgage on there or reach out to any of my staff members. They are listed. And please, even if it's just a, a simple question to get some good understanding of what's going on in this market, do not hesitate to reach out to us. Absolutely. And we'll be back right after this quick break to discuss some of those strategies here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. And we're back here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. I'm Robert Johnson, president of the Duncan Duo, filling in for Andrew Duncan. Also here with Josh Goodwin from Goodwin Mortgage Group. So some strategies out there for people that are first-time home buyers that were not able to get into a home that they wanted in 2021, 2022, or they just jumped back into the market um, and maybe they're looking for a home now. So one of the key things that realtor.com sent out this article this week, um, kind of reminding everyone and, and really it goes, really it kind of fits with what I was talking about earlier where these beautiful homes, these good homes, you know, these homes that are, most beautiful you know it's a it's a beauty contest out there they go really really quick they're getting multiple offers and they're still really really tough to get under contract and we see it every week i don't care if activity is super low those properties were still getting multiple offers on so the article talked about um and it was titled from realtor.com it was uh on let's see why buyers should give overlooked and unloved homes a shot I would tell you that I, I could not agree with this article more. The article basically talks about how there's a lot of homes out there that are overlooked, unloved. They've been on the market a while. You know, maybe they're not the prettiest home. Um, but right now, it seems like, you know, buyers are overlooking them and all the buyers are looking at the same type of properties. And I don't know if it's, you know, the Instagram mentality where everybody really doesn't want to put work into the property. They just want to move in and have it be absolutely beautiful. Um, I, I don't know if it's unrealistic expectations. I, I'm not quite sure what it is, but I know personally, I, when I was first um, looking at properties years ago, when I first got into buying real estate, I would always buy and, and I always wanted to buy a house that had a, a lot of potential, not necessarily one that already had all the work done and all the equity was done. So the article is just saying, you know, it's important right now with rising prices, with rising interest rates, and with rising rents to find something that you like enough to want to live in, fix up, build some equity, and then eventually maybe move on to something else. That's how wealth is created. You know, real estate wealth is created by gaining equity in your larger financial asset. Um, you know, I, I couldn't agree with that more. And I know that, that Josh probably agrees with me. I do. Um, <laughs> I, I, I agree with everything that you just said. Um, I, I just look at what I do and I know that you guys see this all the time, but I, I, I cannot believe what rents are in the Tampa Bay area. You know, when I look at a property and I see that, and I have a pretty nice house with a 15 year mortgage. So, I mean, I don't have a 30 year mortgage. I'm, I'm in a 15 year. I, I live in a nice area in Carrollwood. I have a nice house. When I see that rent where you're just throwing your money away is more <laughs> paying on a 15 year mortgage. Um, 
for a nice house with a pool and everything else. And that makes me sick for, for not for me. I mean, I'm, I'm glad, but that makes me sick for somebody that, um, is throwing all that money away on rent. And I know that not everybody is throwing money away. I know that some people have to rent, maybe they're building their credit back up. Maybe they are trying to figure out the area they want to live in. You know, there's a whole bunch of reasons why people rent, but I would tell you the majority of people that are renting, um, are renting maybe just because they don't realize that they could buy something, or maybe they don't realize that maybe um, they should buy something. Like it's the better choice. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, you got to look at it. I mean, I try to put myself in that person's perspective, right? It's like, oh, I'm just going to rent. It's easier, right? Because going through this process when rates were low is one thing, but now that they're a little bit higher, it's very easy to get discouraged. Um, but, you know, you see like some gurus that say, oh, you should never own a home. You should always rent. And yeah. <laughs> I, I can't own... believe that when I see that. I, I no, cannot believe that. I can't believe it either because 90% of the wealth created in this, in this U in the United States. And in fact, I'd probably venture to say in most countries is through real estate. Right. You know, whether it's commercial buildings or it's, it's, you know, residential and multifamily, it's not. owning real estate to me, if you buy it right and you have the right representation, right? Like the agents from your office, it, it, it can be done. And it's one of the better investments you're going to make. You know, you can rent a place for two years and have nothing to show for it at the end and lose your security deposit because uh, yeah, your dog made a mess of the place. Well, yeah. And, you know, some of the things that the article was saying, also some strategies was, you know, pick an area that you know that you want to live. Okay. So pick an area, you know, you want to live, look at all the homes, not in person, but online, pull up all the homes that are on the market and maybe actually look at the ones that aren't the prettiest, you know, look at the ones that maybe don't have a ton of interior photos. Maybe the marketing is really bad on them. So then it's not drawing as many, eyes to the property. So then that's less competition. So picking out homes that maybe the listing agent isn't the best and the listing agent doesn't have the best marketing because real estate's a numbers game. So if they're not able to draw the eyes to the property and they can't get the more, there's not going to be multiple offers. So maybe picking out some of those properties, going to see them with a really open mind and picturing what you could do to the property instead of picking the one that's the prettiest to go see. And again, you know, being in real estate for a really long time, I actually, when I was a buyer agent and I worked with a ton of buyers, I would have to explain this to people all the time, especially 12, 13 years ago when there were so many foreclosures on the market, you know, mm -hmm. a bank would put up maybe three photos and you'd have to say, Hey, this is a really good deal. Let's go in and look at it. You know, I know it doesn't look so pretty online, but let's go see what it looks like in person. And those conversations were very common. I think they're less common now, but I think in order to find a deal um, or a property that is good for you as a buyer, I think you have to probably get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Agreed. So, and it's, it's the new way of doing business, right? It's, it's, it's just the way if you want to get a home and you want to get in this market, I mean, it's a great way to do it. Right. Well, give us a call. We'd love to chat with you about that. We'd love to take you to these badly marketed homes, see if you can get an <laughs> offer on them. 
Uh, our number at the office is 813-359-8990. Give us a call there. Love to hook you up with one of our buyer agents who can go through the pros and cons of um, maybe what your situation is, owning a home. And then we'd love to get you in touch with uh, Josh's group to see what you pre-qualify for. So again, give us a call 813-359-8990 or go to duncanduo.com. We'd love to help you there. And we'll be back right after this quick break here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. And we're back here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. I'm Robert Johnson, president of the Duncan Duo, here with Josh Goodwin from Goodwin Mortgage Group. Man, these articles this week, I'm going to be honest with you, they're they're a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're looking through these articles during the break to talk. And, um, well, it also just goes to show you how the media just really, really affects people's um, perception of what's going on a little bit, because I I would tell you that some of these are, um, you know, there's not great news, but I could also tell you that these are just written so (laughs) negatively. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just, it's tough. So, um, you know, like one of the articles was um, mortgage rates just shot up again, but the news gets worse from there. I mean, (laughs) as a headline. Yes. As the headline. So, you know, another another article in there did mention that actually rates had gone down some, um, but applications are still at a, a lower level. And did they go down a little bit this week off their recent highs or no, not really? So they went, they, they shot up last week, then they came down in the beginning of this week and now they're on their way back up. Um, okay. And this is just what it's going to be. It's going to be like a little, you know, up and down kind of kind of thing, like the heartbeat of a what the hell is yeah. it like? <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, I, I think we're just going to see fluctuation up and down depending on the news, you know, job reports, et cetera. Um, and again, like we discussed earlier, it's, it's something we just have to deal with. And it's something we educate our clients on and let them know, you know, we can't predict the market. You know, if rates get better after we lock in, we can always lower your rate down through a float down. So that's actually something to talk about, right? So for those of you that are currently purchasing a home or you are looking to purchase a home, but you're very worried about interest rates, we have a, and I'm not going to lie and say it's just with us, but a lot of companies have this this procedure and it's called a float down. So for example, let's just say we lock your rate in at 7% and the market drops a half a point. So if the market moves at least a quarter of a point, we're able to float the rate down on your mortgage, which will get you a lower rate. So when looking at homes, I mean, don't focus so much on timing it perfectly when locking your rate, because if the market does move down, you can get a lower rate and it just has to move that quarter of a point. But if it goes up, you're protected. If you wait to lock and you wait to purchase, if those keep going up, you can't go back down unless you pay for it. Um, Well, and I think that's why it's so important to work with, you know, a lender um, that knows really what they're doing and how to secure their client the best way to really somebody that knows the client and is looking out for the client. Because, you know, if you have somebody that's just going to go in there and, you know, they're just getting, getting it closed, just pushing you off to the next person, they're not really looking out for you. And I think that goes even to, you know, the point where they haven't locked a rate. I mean, if you have a lender out there that's in touch with you, that's trying to get you the best deal, you know, um, they're going to work with you to secure it at the lowest point they feel it does, it's not, it doesn't always work out, but the lowest point that they feel is possible. And then again, there's that float down option. So I think that, you know, the great thing about locking a rate is you are protected from it shooting up as we saw, 
you know, a couple of weeks ago where it just went crazy high really quick. Um, and I think that that's the best thing. Yeah, no, it is. And that's like you said, it's, it's, it's being in touch with the market. And I tell every client, you know, you can wait if you want to for the job numbers, but the difference in your rate isn't going to be much. And yeah. if it is, if we lock right now, we're going to be able to lower it down anyway. So, you know, buyer beware. Right. And a couple other, um, you know, a couple other uh, things came out that they mentioned the article from realtor.com. Um, median listing price is up 0.8%. So again, when you're talking about higher rates, not only are rates higher, but then the price is higher. So and this is on a national scale. Uh, uh, listing prices are up 0.8%. New listings are down 20%. (laughs) Um, Time on the market is up 13 days longer. I would tell you that correlates to uh, less buyers in the market and also prices being a little higher. You know, it takes time for people to adjust. And then mortgage rates are also up. So the only, um, actually the only thing that was down in that entire thing was new listings, <laughs> which again, keeps our inventory um, so low. You know, I, it's funny because I always hear from the government, um, they're always talking about, oh yeah, all these new buyer programs and getting more people in homes and whatever. I'm thinking, this sounds contradictory to what you would think, but shouldn't we have like something right now, um, like some kind of seller program where we're like helping the government's like paying people to, you know, paying something to buy down their rates if they buy something. I don't know, like some kind of something where you're encouraging sellers to actually sell their homes instead of buyers, um, you know, putting more buyers into an already flooded marketplace. And again, I'm all for everybody owning real estate. I mean, that's my job as a real estate agent. Um, And I'm all for people not wasting their money on rent, which I talked about earlier. But I think that, gosh, right now, flooding the market with more buyers is just so counterintuitive to what we should be doing right now. That's a really interesting point. Um, (laughs) I've never looked at it that way. Now, in this point in time where they're trying to slow our market down, it would do the complete opposite if they did that. But man, wouldn't that be such a great product to look at that where you can help a, a, a potential seller? Hey, if you go to buy a home, we can. I mean, I guess that's there with the two one buy down, but maybe some assistance to do that where they're like, OK, I know I'm going to be able to do this. Imagine how much more inventory would be in the market. Yeah, I mean, I think that the last thing that the government wants to do is overheat the housing market because that's the number one, um, it, you know, it's so much of our economy, which is why they're, I mean, trying to tank it because they need to slow down the economy. So they, they've got to tank the housing market. I mean, sorry, that's just what, what what's hap- that's what's happening. So sorry. Um, but, um, but I think that eventually when they're um, wanting to actually encourage economic activity, which is gonna be probably pretty soon after they crash everything, um, they've gotta look at something like that because I think you're gonna have a bunch of people that still don't wanna give up their rates. I mean, we've talked about it, we've been talking about it for years, talked about it earlier, just as as a lender, as somebody who wants to obviously um, do mortgages and get that person into whatever house they can get into. Uh, But I mean, you know, I don't know what, I think that they would have to possibly look at something like that, but gosh, I don't even know that anybody would think about that. I mean, not the smartest I, I, one in the room, but I think that that's something that they're going to have to 
do something besides encourage more buyers because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I think what it'll have to come down to is like we discussed, you know, next year, probably around election time, rates are going to start dropping. Right. And that's going to, it's going to boost it up. Yeah. So um, I think that, uh, you know, there are certain areas of the country where the article talks about that home prices have cooled off, but a lot of the country is already heated up. Um, you know, home prices rose to a national medium of 441000 in May, up from 430000 in April. Um, I would say that the, the news really in the article is that prices have leveled off a little bit. You know, they're kind of doing what rates have done. They've gone up, they've gone down, but we're not talking big swings here. We're talking slight up and down in the market, similar to what rates have been doing. But like rates, if you look at over time, they have still gradually went up. And that's really the key thing is like rates, prices have also continued to go up. Prices have not continued to fall like everybody kind of thought. So if you were a buyer who was looking last year and you thought, oh gosh, I'm just going to wait for these, these four and a half or 5% rates to go down. Um, and maybe, you know, these prices are going to go down too. You're in real trouble this year if you just decide to wait and rent another year. So uh, that's, that's the problem there. Um, it is taking longer to sell a home. Um, you know, it's, it's gotten longer. They said since January, it's widened by about two weeks. It's about two weeks longer. So if you listed your home in January, it's taking about two weeks longer now to sell it. But still, it's a seller's market nationally. So, you know, I, I think that over time, if you're looking at a property, and again, we talk about this with rates, um, and you're worried about the high rates, I think that if you're looking at a property, the key is to find a property that you like, you know, do your best to get it negotiated with a great agent. Talk about something that you can get, get some equity, build some equity in it by not buying the best house on the block. Um, and then if rates end up do coming down, you're able to refinance. And I can also get, I mean, I can't guarantee anything, but I can also tell you that if rates went down that much, <laughs> prices definitely are going down because so many people are going to jump in. And that's the way I, I look at it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm looking at the same way. Yeah. Um, so is there a time, I mean, I don't know that that's, this is really the case, but I mean, they always talk about that rates don't necessarily follow, you know, when you hear, oh yeah, they're out there and they raised interest rates, you know, mortgage rates don't necessarily correlate to that, although they do. They correlate more than they're directly tied to it. Um, but is there a time of year where, because of activity or whatever, rates do happen to kind of go down or up based on activity, or is that just not true? No, I mean, like in a normal market, are we talking about? Yes, yeah, yeah. Are there sort of like, oh yeah, it's better to buy a house in March because rates typically dip? No. No. Not that okay. I've seen in my career, I mean, at all. Well, because they say, you know, we always talk about, oh, yeah, rates don't correlate to what the Fed does. But then, you know, they talk about, oh, yeah, it's, it's you know, I don't know. It just, it, it, it seems to correlate more than people want to say that it does, obviously, because it correlates to a whole bunch of different stuff on the back end. But, you know, when we're looking at the best deals for people, you know, is, is the best deal when activity is lower because they're trying to stimulate mortgage. But 
obviously not. So the idea is just to go out there and buy something. Yes, <laughs> don't don't try and time it. <laughs> Correct. And, and, and look, I'll, I'll give I'll give an example. It's 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 easy for us to understand because we're in the business. And I had this client. I'll keep his name off of here. And I spoke to him for the first time. It was a couple of years ago. And they were under contract on a house and they ended up backing out of the deal because his girlfriend's father said that it was a bad time to purchase and rates were getting high when rates were like three and a half per second. So he reaches back out to me a year and a half later. <laughs> we go through this whole thing again. Rates are now, you know, four and a half, five percent. And as we know, the rate climate, you know, it, it went up, it plateaued, and then it just went through the roof, right? And we're getting them ready to go again. And I told him, I said, hey, listen, I know we went through this last time. He's like, yeah, my father-in-law, he, he, he's kicking himself. Did the same thing again. After oh it, it, it did the same thing again, still hadn't bought. And now rates are 7.5%. Property prices have not come down. So it does happen for those of you listening. Trust the professional you're working with. Like they're not the end all be all, but they do this. I mean, I do this every day. I do this for a living. It's it's not to sound disrespectful, but your friend that used to be a realtor 30 years ago, he doesn't do it anymore. That's that lives favorite. next door. It is oh, I just I just received a text message, and it was you know one of the loan officers in my office, and the client said, "Oh, I spoke to my buddy, and this doesn't look right." Well, what's your buddy do? Oh, he's a doctor. He just bought a house. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just just uh, trust us trust us please we will get you to the to the real estate promised land so join us after this quick break here on the duncan do a real estate show for more more stories of, of waiting to buy real estate thanks for sticking with us here on the duncan do a real estate show joining us for our last segment i'm robert johnson president of the duncan duo here with josh goodwin from goodwood mortgage group josh was telling a little horror story about people waiting and i also have a little horror story about people waiting and this is for everybody out there that's waiting okay when i first got into real estate in 2010 um i had a good family friend who was looking at short sales foreclosures you know whatever she was looking at, at the time looking for a deal as everybody else was in 2010 because the market was just maybe starting to turn around a little bit, or it was at least stable at that point, much more stable than it was in something like 08. Um, and boy, she just, man, she just couldn't get over these houses in, in Carrollwood that were 130,000. She just couldn't, she just thought, oh my gosh, these are priced so high. I can't, I'm gonna wait till prices come down. I'm gonna wait till prices come down. I can't wait, I, I, I'm just, I, I can't buy right now. And she waited and waited and waited. And she is still in 2023 in the same rental that she was in in 2010. And she is still waiting for prices to come down. Still, still today. She never bought anything. She's in the same rental. She, she did nothing. Nothing. That that rental that she's in, and, and she rents a, a townhouse, that townhouse that she's in probably has increased in value times four or five since then. And she wasn't going to buy that, but uh, she was going to buy something else. And the houses that she were, was looking at that were 130000 back then are about six fifty now. 
And, um, you know, that, that kind of thing. And I told her at the time, I said, look, I, I can't guarantee that values have bottomed, but I can almost guarantee it. I can almost tell you that there's nowhere for these prices to go except for up. And I certainly didn't think we'd be talking about six, 650, something like that 12 years later. But I could have told you, hey, we're going to talk about 350. We're going to talk about 375. Um, but now she has nothing because she sat there for 13 years and, you know, is still paying her landlord's mortgage, basically, by paying him rent. And so that's somebody that even when rates were so low, she could have bought something. And when you look at payments and everything else, she's not going to have paid that much more now none of that is the case now now she's a perpetual renter unless she really wants to downgrade what she's looking at because she waited so long just correct and that hundred thirty thousand dollar townhome is now half a million right and it, and you know, and that's not you know that's i don't mean to scare everybody by horror stories i'm just i'm putting it out there about people that Again, they could afford, she could have afforded then, she wanted to then, and she talked herself out of it because she didn't really take my advice or the lender's advice on um, a lot of stuff. She just kept waiting and wanting to kind of do her own thing and really just sitting there looking for something that was perfect, which we talked about earlier. Yeah. And, um, and I guarantee you 13 years later, it could be really perfect for her now because she would have put work into something she would have all this equity in something, you know, who knows how different it would be now if she would have done that. But, you know, again, if you're, if you're on the fence, if you're thinking about it and you can afford it, you know, and you can do it, I would tell you it's, it's a great time to buy real estate. I would have told you, gosh, in 2008, all those people that were like, don't buy, you'll never, oh my gosh, it's awful. Well, gosh, those people that did buy, it was a good time to buy real estate. It's, it, you could go even back to 06, 05, you know, yeah, yeah, that looked really, really bad in 2008, 2009. And you know what? If you would have held it, prices have doubled when you look at that. So, you know, yeah, you would have paid a lot more interest, but I guarantee you probably would have refinanced by now. You would have a ton of um, equity, even though, gosh, you would have never thought that in 05. So, again. Yeah. Paralysis or what is it? Analysis by paralysis. Analysis paralysis. Yep. You go online and you read all these different articles and it can happen. That's why, that's why, you know, it goes back to what you said about finding professionals that you can trust that are going to actually, you know, give you the honest word and their, their true opinion, whether you, they get the business or not. I mean, I know that's how I run my operation. I know that's how you guys run yours. Um, it's key. You got to get people you can trust, especially during this time. I mean, it's, it takes a real professional to help you get, into a home. So Josh, how do they get in touch with you one more time? So you can reach out to me personally at 813-230-5982, or you can go to our website at Goodwin M as in Mary G as in golf.com. So goodwinmg.com and uh, reach out to any of my staff or apply directly online. Absolutely. And give us a call. Our office number is direct 813-359-8990. We would love to find a property that could be perfect for you. We can get you the property. We have a ton of strategies to do that. We spend um, a lot of time negotiating deals, negotiating with clients on the buy side and on the selling side. So we are very used to different strategies that we can use to get you in the property. 
Again, 813-359-8990 or go to our website, duncanduo.com. You can chat with us there. You can uh, look at any property you want that's on the MLS there. And you can um, reach out about your home's value if you are a seller and also inquire about getting a direct offer from us. We can give you an offer on your property without it even being listed. So again, give us a call 813-359-8990 or go to our website, duncanduo.com. Thanks for joining us this Sunday, Tampa Bay, and have a great rest of your day.